Blog Talk Radio. Men and women, please, and fire service. And the men and women, please, in 
services and keeping us healthy and away from the uh, COVID-19. Tonight we'd like to take a moment just to uh, say (coughs) our deepest uh, thoughts are with those who've lost their lot, their lost their families, or lost their property out in the in the far west. Um, It's truly devastating, and uh, we hope that uh, things will come around for uh, the people out there. Well, Z, good to have you back. Um, we'll start right out with you, man. We're going right at you. Uh, Jose Pedrazo, what did you think of that fight? Uh, I didn't uh, catch the Jose Pedraza fight. Uh-huh. Uh, he, uh, but, yeah, was that uh, with uh, Javier Molina. It was a, it was a pretty, de- de- pretty decent battle all the way to the end. It took him 10, ten rounds. Uh, to take out the Javier, um, mm. not really sure uh, why, because you know if, if you line them up, they certainly aren't the same pedigree. But uh, he had to work hard to get that one. Yeah, well, Pedraza, um, he, Pedraza, he he's very skilled. Not a knockout guy per se, but uh, he's he's really boxing skill, and uh, he, he's he's a long guy. <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not mm-hmm. short. He's, he's a long guy who knows how to uh, use range. Uh, not terrible on the inside either. Uh, um, but he's smart. He's smart. Uh, I don't. He's not to me. He's not the most durable guy. And I saw a few fights uh, with him at 130 that that you know kind of proved it. But he did well against Lomachenko. He did well. He didn't win clearly, but he did well. So, I mean, you have to give Pedraza his credit. He is a, a high-caliber boxer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Bob, uh, it's, we're glad that uh, you made it home and, um, from your many, many uh, travels with uh, your your truck. <laughs> uh, is there any, What type of truck do you have, by the way? Uh, Chevy Silverado. Normally, normally, normally a very good running truck. It's a 2008 Duramax diesel Allison transmission. Should run forever. First problem I ever had with it. Had to put a bunch of money into it. I guess it's pretty common, about 130,000 miles. And now I should get another 10 years out of it, hopefully. Good, good. Well, we hope uh, we hope the best for you. Uh, Z, you wouldn't. You, you probably didn't. I don't know if uh, Ty told you, but uh, yeah, we've had Bob's had some troubles with. Uh, with his truck back in the West Virginia, and then uh, got all the way to Vegas. Now, let, let's just uh, make sure everybody understands. The last week was the Covington fight in Vegas, and his truck yeah. was, uh, oh. just happened to be yeah, that way. Out of, out of all the places to, the, to break down, I get to Vegas, and they're holding up. <laughs> they got the Covington fight going on at the UFC uh, arena there. <laughs> And I can't get in due to COVID. I'm, I'm like, son of a gun. You know what I mean? <laughs> put the robin in front of, put the carrot in front of you. Dangle the carrot in front of you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> knock it on the door. I should have been, like, out, you know, in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, uh, let's start out uh, first. Uh, uh, Dana White's calling for uh, uh, your friend uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, to retire after his uh, fifth consecutive loss, uh, what's your thoughts on that? It's 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 
I hate to say it because I love Cowboy. I love his fighting spirit. You know, as you're getting older, your body just doesn't have the reflexes it's got. You know, he came in training really hard for this one and still couldn't come out with the win. Um, you know, he, he's got a – he wants to stay in. I know it's it's the same thing when you're in the fight and, and the doctor wants to stop it on a cut. You're like, let me go, let me go. Mm-hmm. At some point, somebody smarter than you has got to make a better decision for you, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, maybe it's time he hangs it up, you know what I mean, and, and, and does something like that. You know, he's a great PR guy. Um, I, know, I know he wants to stay in. I'd love to stay him stay in, but I don't want anybody to get hurt at the same time. So uh, right. after the, the loss to uh, Covington last week, uh, Dana White's pushing for uh, 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 Tyrone Woodley maybe to, uh, to hang it up to. I mean, they're, they're both getting oh. together third. You know, and, and then there's kind of like a light switch when you hit 40. I mean, your body's just, it's just not, you know, your, your spirit's there. I mean, like they say, the, the, the leading killer of men over 40 is their ego, right? So, um, so it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of going that way, but, um, you know, amazing athlete. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, maybe it's time. I don't know. I just, I don't want to see him kick going there and just keep getting beat up. Uh, if you, if you're not pulling out a, a win, then, you know, after five, six losses, then, you know, hey. And, and you're absolutely right, Bob. Uh, and, and especially for guys, as I always say, under, like, under one, maybe 80, 190, um, the little, the smaller guys, they're, they're, they don't, their careers just don't last as long. I mean, you have right. to have speed and reflexes when you're a lighter weight because that's all you're going to mm-hmm. see. And then you have the young guys, I mean, who, whose cardio is all of a sudden there, is amazing, blinding speed, strong as ever. And if you notice, fighters are getting bigger for their weight. Right. Right. You have, so, I mean, you have the older fighters who are closer, you know, not their natural weight is closer to their fighting weight. But they're fighting guys who are naturally 20, 30 pounds heavier than them in uh, and, and their bone structure. That, right. that makes a difference, especially during the career. Um, but now Cowboy, entertaining as Cowboy is, he's a guy who loses usually by getting punished and hurt. Right. He's not a guy. He's not a guy that you're gonna, you know, lay on top of and grind up. And as Cowboy, he's like when he loses, he gets finished. So I mean, and after you know, it, it gets to a point to where, I mean, not only it, it you know it, it's gonna hurt the fighter, which is the most important, but he's not going to generate as much money and he's steadily going to generate less and less money while taking more and more punishment. And that's the problem with, with fighting because when you start losing and you still have a name, yeah, you're going to generate money, but you're going to take a lot of punishment when you're getting advanced in years. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you said about the money because, uh, uh, UFC gave him a, an extra bonus for a hundred thousand dollars for the largest draw in the card. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's like mm-hmm. fire the night. I mean, Dino still throw out bonuses, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Could have been like yeah. a Cowboys an exciting <laughs> Wow, <laughs> Cowboys an exciting fighter. I mean, he's a guy that you know it, it, when he fights is usually going to go one or two ways. Either he's going to go, or the other guys are going to go. But he, he's a guy that gives it his all, and that, and that's going to you know. And he, he, as I say, Cowboy's been a certain caliber fighter. So, you know, mm-hmm. fans appreciate it. 
Bob, what did you think of the uh, of the Covington uh, Woodley fight? It was a bad. I thought uh, it went. I don't know. I don't like Covington. Um, we know that. Uh, you know, but then Woodley. You know what I mean? To me, he was always kind of. I mean, other than that one punch knockout kind of thing. Uh, you know, he kind of grind people out as well. Um, so I mean, Covington. Uh, you know, he, he took it. He did exactly. He played his game plan. He grounded him out. He had so much uh, cardio. Uh, um, you know, actually got takedowns in on uh, uh, Woodley. Um, you know, um, just ground him out. Mm-hmm. Kept him against the fence. Did everything he could. Um, just stayed active. I mean, that that punch ratio. I, can't, I don't remember what it was, but it was like. Uh, five or eight to one, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, how many, how many strikes Covington, uh, Colby was throwing versus uh, Woodley. Woodley was just uh, locked back for that big, uh, that big bomb. Um, and never really connected. So um, Dana's kind of pushing for him to retire too. We'll see what comes of that. Um, but Covington's going to, you know, go on and, and uh, um, um, you know, uh, work his way to the top. Uh, there, there's rumor um, you know, his next fight just for a grudge match and just because people would love to see it, that maybe in December they're going to put him against Masvidal, which would be phenomenal. So uh, everyone, you know, they both lost to uh, Usman. So, uh, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's rumor right now. Uh, very little chatter on that, but that's a possibility. Yeah, Woodley's a guy who, um, to me, he's a guy to – his physical ability won him a lot of fights. His athleticism, his, his strength, his, his quick twitch. But when you get older, you lose that. So you have to have parts of the game to survive when you get older. To, and he's a guy I just didn't see increase his game. He didn't ha- add anything new. He just, I mean, he always fought kind of, if he couldn't, you know, get you with the fast twitch bomb, then he'd lay on top of you. He, he, he'd use that. But as the level of his competition got better, and he started getting exposed to a certain extent. And along with that, you start getting older, and you start losing your physical gifts. I think that's kind of what happened to Woodley. So, yeah, I kind of agree that he might need to retire. Yeah, me and Frank were talking off air that, uh, uh, you know, once you hit 40, it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a fighter's superpower, you know what I mean? But you – you, you got head movement and this and that. You've, you've been in that in that fight, that close quarter combat for so long. Like you can see people throwing punches at you, and it's almost like that Spider-Man episode where it's slow motion. You're like you can step back, look at the punch, move, make a sandwich, you know, get out of the way. You know, what I mean, people are just throwing these things. <laughs> then you hit 40, you know, and that fast switch is out of the way, and now you still see the slow motion, but it still hits you. You watch it come in, this and that, and you just don't move that well. Kapoof. Well, you saw the whole thing unfold. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know it's coming. You know it's coming. He's like, I saw this a million times before. Why can't I avoid yeah. it this time? <laughs> right. You know, you know it's coming. After 40, you're like, I see it. It's just uh, my body's like, I'll get back to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the uh, interest of, uh, of um, truth or dare, uh, from the bottom of the bottle, we have uh, Conor McGregor telling everybody uh, he's going to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao the next right, next fight. Uh, does anybody believe that? Uh, Conor, I believe he he needs to 
worry about other things outside of rings and octagons right now. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, got to focus uh, on vodka. He better focus, one, on his, his mental health, and two, on uh, how to uh, say, would you please pass the bread in the, in the French prisons, from what I understand. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so, yeah well, as far as boxing, I, I mean, he's trying to. I mean, kind of, he's he's coming from the book of Floyd Mayweather. I mean, kind of had his attitude, his, his swagger, as they like to say, before then. But ever since before Floyd Mayweather, his whole strategy has been Floyd Mayweather-ish <laughs> to, 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 to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Well, he's trying to play the bad guy. He's trying to purpose, you know, go certain routes. And and, and mm-hmm. I said that whole look with Khabib was just bad to me. It was just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and just ever since then, he's you know he's just a, he's just trying to be in the headlines a lot. And mm-hmm. I think he just can't control that aspect of of that. You know, I, I hate to say it because I don't know the guy personally, but by all looks of it. I mean, Stardom got to his head. And, you know, Stardom got to his head, and he's a guy who, who fights. And that, you know, that, that makes for a bad combination a lot of times. John Jones. Yeah. yeah. I, I 100% agree. I mean, he's, he's, he's out there uh, acting like his stuff don't stink. He's above the law. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, Stardom's really, you know, and, and we've talked about that in the past on the program where, I mean, it's, it's hard to know how you're going to deal with that. You know, I run a lot of these, I run across a lot of these kids uh, now in the, in the fitness industry and stuff, and they're personal trainers or whether it's kickboxing or yoga or whatever. And they're, they got all these Instagram pages and they're tweeter twatting this and this, that, and the other. They want to be popular. I'm like, you, you really don't know how you're going to act when you get there. I mean, when all of a sudden your life is no longer a secret, like you, everyone's in your business, everyone knows what you're doing, how you're going to react to it. Um, some people, it goes right to their head. And they get real arrogant. Other people, you know, they kind of try to shy away from it and become recluse if they can. Um, and others just get offered things that they normally wouldn't get offered and they just kind of take advantage of it, you know. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's like, you know, I was a big fan of John Jones until, you know, and I, I could see, uh, you know, over and over his little mistakes up until, you know, he – you know, crashed into a pregnant lady and then ran off. You know, like, oh, I got a tough line somewhere. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, I was on the uh, McGregor train up until he punched that old guy at the, in a bar over over Boxcar or something. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't be doing this just because you have an ability to fight doesn't give you the right to fight people that aren't ready to fight you. You, you know what I mean? Because then you just become exactly. a bully, and I don't like bullies. You know, it, it, it all boils down to bullies. And, and, and once you start crossing the line, you can, you can flirt with that line that, you know, you know, might be arrogant, but don't cross that line. And that's, that's what separates the good guys from the bad guys. And so I love our, you know, our boys in the blue, you know, because it's, it's, there's, there's certain people, you know, that are out there protecting us and, and we don't need these mainstream athletes from any, you know, football, basketball, MMA, you know, uh, uh, doing anything, you know, fighting dogs or beating up girls in elevators, none of that stuff. You know, it's just, there's a line. So. Right. Right. See, I'm going to continue with the UFC in a few minutes, Bob, but 
we were talking before we came on the air about uh, Canelo Alvarez and uh, his lawsuit. Uh, it's now gone to mediation. It's, uh, you know, the, the original contract was $380 million uh, for, uh, I believe it was uh, two fights a year or four fights a year. Uh, at mediation, it seems that Alvarez is willing to take $40 million up front and get $20 million for every fight on Dazen. Um, part of that $40 million is uh, Dazen's uh, stock, uh, and they're going to have an IPO come out at the end of the year, so he could, he could quadruple whatever he's got. But um, that seems to be, yeah, when they first signed it, I thought it was way out of line. What's your thoughts? Um, Dazen was new. Um and for the main thing, Canelo signed for the um, they, p- people say, you know, he doesn't want to fight Triple G. And to a certain extent, now he doesn't. But ultimately, he signed the Dazzin deal for the Triple G fight. That became lucrative. That was kind of mm-hmm. the lure that I saw. It was the lure. Um, mm-hmm. Once they got, I mean, Canelo's the, the cash cow. So once you get him, they try, they try to solidify Canelo. Um <laughs> And the problem is, and Ty stated it uh, well, that you know, Dad, Dad, Dad's been paying him thirty-eight, well, three hundred and eighty million dollars. They want to see him fight top quality every time. They want him to draw, right. you know, try to draw those United States numbers, and that's not really, you know, going to happen to a certain extent. First of all, you're dealing with promotion. Second of all, a lot of the top fighters are in the United States. They're not going to draw mm-hmm. like that in, in the United States. Um, the, one, the 160 pounders right now, um, mm-hmm. Caleb Plant and Benavidez are, are basically on top. They're not high high ticket draws. They're they're not mm-hmm. you know, established names. Um, so I mean, really, even if Canelo stay or wants to be at light heavyweight, which I I don't really mm-hmm. see. I mean, who who do you have up there that's a major draw? In the United States, your titles are Bivol, uh, Better Beers. I mean, you, I mean, you have so right now it's going to be kind of difficult for for you know mm-hmm. Dazzin to get those those quality United States fighters. It's just that's just going to be hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, what I'm looking at is they're trying to get him and Triple G in the ring because at, at the moment that's probably going to be the the fight to generate the most money with Canelo. Um, so, I mean, Canelo, I understand that, I mean, the Mexican fan base is extremely loyal So he, he's going to mm-hmm. generate money whoever he fights um, That's why he's a cash cow right now But um, just as far as the United States, you know, the, the draw that That's really all you're going to get So, I mean, unless you fight somebody like Triple J or or yeah. Charlo, depending how he does tonight. Now that could be a statement. Right. Right. Yeah, that I, I did notice that uh, one of the things that uh, they were saying was that they felt that uh, they were reneging because he was reneging on the contract because of the uh, quality of fighter that he was picking up. And I guess they weren't getting the uh, numbers uh, that they needed to uh, survive, and uh, that's uh, that was the main reason for. Uh, Originally, the for the lawsuit. But, well, uh, what happened you know. is is that Dazen they went into the boxing business thinking business business, and mm-hmm. that is not how boxing works. 
That is not right. anywhere near how boxing works. Boxing, right. I mean, you really, I mean, you'll be a quarter lot, <laughs> to be honest. But, I mean, if, if you want to break things down and get really technical as far as the law is concerned, if everything was regulated in boxing and this stuff was still happening, then, it, I mean, it would be nothing but court sessions. Box, maybe a boxing match every now and then again, but you, I mean it'd be quick session. I had, uh, sorry, I had to get off for, for a minute. Doctor Chris is trying to get through. Uh, of course, he doesn't. He's <laughs> he's not uh, technically sound when it comes to uh, his phone. <laughs> but, uh, uh, the other question was uh, um, Eddie Hearn. Oh, Chris. You right, Chris? Chris? Hello. Oh, there you are. Hey, guys, we're joined mm-hmm. by Dr. Chris. Ready at a great time. Um, hey, Chris. I, hey, Dr. Chris. Good job, Doc. We're going to. Before we ask you for a weather update, we're going to ask you about Eddie Hearn says that uh, if uh, Dylan White uh, loses to Povetkin, that uh, his uh, his career is on life support. What's your thoughts? Chris? Think on the outcome, so I think mm-hmm. that they ought to give Galen White a shot. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. The, it's right, a lot of taking work the money out. Yeah. Um, Bob, here's the big one. We got the uh, uh, Adesanya and uh, Costa fight tonight. Um, tonight. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, both undefeated. Uh, and this will be an amazing uh, opportunity, an amazing fight. Um, Adesanya is, is, has no one yet be able to push him. Um, but Costa just might be the one to be able to dethrone him. So we will see that uh, tonight, I guess, coming up. I mean, both incredible athletes, both undefeated. Um, yeah, this will, this will be fantastic. I, I got nothing. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking at how to order on pay-per-view tonight, staying in. Uh, still got to unpack. Uh, yeah, come on over, everyone. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be a great fight night. <laughs> great. Zeke, what do you think? Um, these are two guys who, to, to be honest, uh, uh, you, you don't want them laying strikes on you too much. They're, they're not. They're, it's not going to be. To, I mean, a lot of times you see two wrestlers when when two wrestlers meet each other, they stand all fight long and banging out. A lot of times when two strikers meet each other, they're on the ground wrestling. You know. <laughs> um, with this one, there'll be no wrestling. I don't mm-hmm. predict a whole lot of wrestling. Um, uh, Israel is, if, if, if on points, Israel is going to be winning the fight. If, if, however long it goes, for the most part, unless it's just an early blast out. But on points, Israel is going to be winning the fight. Um, he just is, is, I mean, he's just the less dangerous guy. I mean, he's as dangerous as he is. He's the less dangerous guy. Uh, he, and Costa knows how to get those power shots in. That's the part. I mean, you have a lot of guys who have that power, they don't, but can't seem to work it in, or they just try to work it from the wrong range, or they just, you know, don't add the footwork to it. Costa knows how to get his those shots in. Um, that's so. It, it, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting just off of. Two, uh, the two strikers, their styles are, are differentiated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hey, uh, Chris, uh, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, was uh, moaning and groaning about uh, uh, his fight with Tyson, and uh, all of a sudden now he's all for it because uh, uh, he ha- evidently got uh, a lot more money uh, to go in. What's, what's your thoughts on, on number one, um, how long do you think Roy Jones Jr. will stay? And if it gets past four rounds, how long is it going to take him to get to take uh, Tyson out? Well, first of all, I'm surprised they're fighting. I thought Roy Jones mm-hmm. was trying to back out on the whole thing. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. uh, they must have jumped the money up. So now mm-hmm. he's probably getting a fair share. So I don't think Roy Jones could beat him. If Tyson never got off the stool, you know, I, I just don't think he has a chance, you know, and uh, I don't care four rounds or what, but Jones has a, more trouble. The longer it goes, the worse it is for Jones. Get the bigger, stronger man there. Tyson looks like he's in shape. And, uh, you know, it would, it would, it would, I don't think it pays Jones no matter how many rounds it goes. It's not going to help him. 
I think it's really getting mm-hmm. knocked silly. And that would be, mm-hmm. that's my, uh, I'd be surprised if a fight comes off. Is it definitely mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. A lot of people are going to watch, watch that one. Mm-hmm. All the guys are over 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here, here's another question on, on oh. Tyson. Tyson now is saying uh, he's so uh, so happy to, to do this that he now wants to uh, uh, take on, uh, who is it he wants to get? Uh, Anthony Joshua. Um, what's your thoughts well, on that? Well, uh, that's... <laughs> Oh, if he wants to get his head knocked off, you know, you know he's fighting Roy Jones, but it's a big difference between uh, Roy Jones and Joshua. Uh, Joshua's a huge man, and I don't think Tyson has the uh, stamina to go. I don't, I don't think he can. I don't think he's going. He's Joshua would know how to handle him easily. It would be an easy day for Joshua. Tyson, he's. You got to remember, he is fifty-seven years old, and uh, you know we're being being nice to him. Don't don't ask for more than you you should get. You know, uh, I I I can't wait to see the uh, Roy Jones, but I don't want to I don't want to see him get knocked silly by Joshua. Yeah, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Doctor Chris. Um, style-wise. I mean, to me right now, Joshua may be like the fourth best heavyweight in the division. Um, but style-wise, Joshua would, would have—I mean, he wouldn't have beat Tyson, but he—I mean, he wouldn't have been an easy out for Tyson in his prime. In Tyson's prime, I mean, Joshua is a big guy who who's capable of using range, who will wrap you up, who will—I mean—use his size on you at times, but. I mean, I think Tyson would have beat him in his prime, but he would have been, he would have been been difficult. Um, Tyson's too old for that. Right now, he's just he's just too old and too out of the game. As far as him and Roy Jones goes, I read uh, an article, actually maybe a few articles, where Roy Jones was saying, "I don't, you know, I know when Mike Tyson comes in, you know, he's not going to treat this like an exhibition." I mean, he's going to come in. He's going to be looking for blood. They say I have to be ready and I have to be looking for blood. Um, but Roy Jones always—I mean, we have fighters that you know they you know get us you know they try to use their game. You know they 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 may try to you know throw their opponent off. I, I'm afraid of the guy. You know you know I'm I, you know this guy you know I, you know they try to get in the fighter's head you know somehow. But Roy Jones always has kind of had that. Had that leeriness. I'm not going to say fear, but that leeriness uh, with Mike Tyson. That scares me. That scares me. Um, if Roy Jones had no fear, it didn't enter, displayed nothing like that toward Mike Tyson, I would give him more of a shot. But when Roy, just that, just the way he's been, uh, I mean, with Mike Tyson, I mean, he's always respected Mike Tyson, but there's been some things to where Roy Jones has showed his timidness. <laughs> When it comes to that guy, um, Roy Jones is a guy. I mean, he 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 walked into uh, a place where you know the, the violent place where guys were at because somebody said something about him on a song. So he approached the guy in a violent place. That's Roy Jones. Yet with Tyson, he doesn't dare even go that route. 
that's what kind of I mean, just just the, that kind of heart. Not not questioning his heart, but with Mike Tyson, I'm questioning his heart. And you don't go into a fight with a guy to where you, your heart is in question. Not with that guy. So I, I can't give Roy Jones, as Dr. Chris said, even before you get off the stool, Roy Jones, he can't beat him. Because Roy Jones doesn't think he can beat him. So why should I think it? Mm-hmm. Bob, you want anything on that one? No, I, you guys covered it and nailed it. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I hope you're ready because here, uh, here comes the next mm-hmm. one for you. 254, Kahib and Kajita um, at Fight Island uh, on the 24th of, uh, of October. Uh, what's your thoughts? <clears throat> All right. Well, um, Khabib, the phenom, wrestles a bear. Uh, totally on the Khabib train. Uh, it was supposed to happen sooner, but his family and I think his dad and stuff got COVID. Um, right. Gagey, uh, man, what what an athlete. He's worked his way up. He's beaten the tar out of everybody. If there's a man to take off Khabib, it could happen. Uh, Gagey's the guy. Um, I'm super excited for that one as well coming up. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so Gagey has just proved himself time and time again. Um, Khabib again, the phenom. So I'm I'm, I'm very excited for this fight. Uh, Khabib's uh, you know uh, more of a ground guy. Uh, he doesn't want to stand up with 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 Gagey. Uh, Gagey's got the strikes that can take Khabib down. Um, Khabib's safe on the ground, can do his thing, or for the most part, but Gagey's got skills there too. So uh, takedown defense. Um, that kind of stuff. So this will be a very interesting fight, and uh, we could be coming across the new, you know, uh, uh, champion. Um, but then again, um, but, but, but let's see if Khabib, what Khabib can do. So uh, phenomenal matchup, uh, well deserved. Uh, very excited for that in the future coming up. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the longer the fight goes, the worse it's going to be for Gaethje. Uh, I think Gaethje's going to need something to happen quick. Yeah. Uh, with that said, his name, what, I mean, he show, he displayed an amazing arsenal I didn't think he had when he fought uh, Ferguson, when he beat Ferguson. Uh-huh. Um, but let's be honest, Gaethje, throughout you know his his, his fighting, throughout his matches, he, his main weapon's been that leg kick. He's been, he's he's torn guys apart with that leg kick. Right. And he's a very, very good wrestler. I mean, he's an extremely good wrestler. Hits hard. Leg kicks, and he hits hard. Um, but that is not what he wants to really be doing against Khabib. I mean, mm-hmm. that, a guy who, who can who can shoot you takedown, who can, who can chain takedown, who's amazing in the way he, he can could, he could touch your toenail. And from there, he, you're gonna, he, he can work his way up to take you down. I mean, the guy is amazing. He he he'll come from across the ring and do something, and shoot in to take you down. I mean, he's he's really smart with that. His timing, his technique. Um, so that I, I like when Gaethje, that weapon's going that would hamper him as far as you know just dealing with that guy. You can't put yourself out of out of brace position against Khabib. I mean, it, you really kind of have to almost stay that way. <laughs> to a certain extent, because you get you get that little opening, then he, he's he's latched on to you. Um, so when you take a guy's main one of his main weapons away, 
Ah, I mean, that, uh, uh, it's hard. It's, it's going to be hard, against, especially against top-level competition. So I, mm-hmm. I think, they, oh, yeah, Gaethje has a chance. But mm-hmm. I don't want to get fooled by his performance against Ferguson because he did what was necessary to win. Maybe he could mm-hmm. do what's necessary to win against Khabib. That's just to not have that guy attached on to you. Because Khabib's a leech. <clears throat> he's a leech. Yeah. He, he gets on you and he sucks the life right out of you. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you just can't do that. So he, he's going to have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris, you got anything on that? No. Again, you know, you guys, you guys nailed it. You got it well covered. I can't okay. wait to see it now myself. Sure. Okay. Uh, Z, let me ask you about Erickson Lubin and his uh, his fight last week with uh, Terrell Gatron. Um According to all the trades, that uh, that should put him in line for a title shot. What do you think? Is he available? Um, Is he ready for a title shot? Against who? And I don't think not yet. Uh, I like Erickson Lubin. I didn't uh, happen to see the fight, but I, I've mm-hmm. seen a bit of Erickson Lubin. Uh and I, I like him. I like his skill set. He's an extremely, extremely talented fighter. Um, he got caught real good early in a fight against Charlo, and he got put out. Out. I don't know how that's going to affect his career because it happened when he was young. So I mean, we don't. I don't know his durability. Some people that happens early, and next thing you know, they have iron chins throughout their career. Some people don't make it past that, especially their chins. So he's a guy whose his skill can hold up, but you're in the sport of fighting again, and you are going to get hit. It's as simple as that. You are going to get hit. And if you can't stand up to the shots, you're only going to be so successful. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Chris. Do you got anything on that one? No, no, no nothing other than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, the next one I've got down is uh, Danny Jacobs versus uh, Gabe Rosado or John Ryder. Um, of the two, uh, I guess my question is, uh, which is the best fight for him? And uh, I guess the, the second question would be, uh, who's going to survive? Mm. Gabe Rosado is Gabe Rosado. He's I like Gabe during his career. Uh, when Triple G was a monster, Gabe was giving him a heck of a fight, but his his face couldn't hold up, and he had to stop the fight for cuts. Mm-hmm. But Gabe is past it. Gabe is 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 he's he's pretty past it right now. He's had a good career, but right now he's you know he's not there. He, he's not he's no longer on that level. Um, John Ryder is a better fight, just off of. I'm gonna say just off of youth, but I, I mean, there's I don't I mean neither one to me is major competition for Danny Jacobs right now. Mm-hmm. But Danny, you know you want to you want to keep busy, especially uh, right now. Boxing's coming back. You can't right now. You can't always find the matches that you want for the money that you want right now. So you're gonna mm-hmm. have to take what you could get to make what you could get. And I, I understand that. I totally understand mm-hmm. that. And Danny Jacobs. He's been, his last few fights, what, he's fought Triple G, Canelo, Devachenko, 
mean, guys, he, he, he's had some good fights. He, you know, he deserves a, a, a non-war, you know, I should say, or a potential, a potential at a non-war. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, uh, Chris? Well, I like Danny Jacobs. I think he's a big, strong middleweight. Uh, uh, I think he's a damn good fighter. I think that uh, he should win that one, uh, hands down. Uh, mm-hmm. The other guy might be getting a little too old for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And Danny Jacobs is big. What weight are they fighting at? 160 and under? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got I got to pick Jacobs. He's he's been in there with too many good guys, too much talent, and he's been, he's done it recently. So I, I don't give the other guy much of a shot. I don't think he mm-hmm. can do anything with Jacobs. He's a big he's a big for big fighter, and when he comes in that ring, if there's no weight limit, he'll come in there about one sixty eight, one seventy. He'll be a big middleweight. So I think he the other guy. I I just don't give the other guy much of a shot. Mm-hmm. All right. Bob, you got anything? Doing no, no, on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh you know, I was uh I happened to get a get up a chance to talk to uh Keith uh, uh <laughs> Tuesday I think it was. Um according to he and Dan, um they feel that they're gonna have a fight with uh Spence uh in twenty one in February. Um Z, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, well, Danny Garcia might have something to say about that. <laughs> he, he, right now, his voice speaks louder than mine as far as that's concerned. It might speak louder than both uh, both Spencer's and Keith's. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, really? It, it, it depends how Spence does against Danny Garcia. If he does good, if he if he wins, then yeah, I can see because Keith is still up there on top of with the welterweight, and there's mm-hmm. always going to be talk about Spence and Crawford uh, as long as Spence is on top and as long as Crawford's uh, up there. But that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think why because either. One guy's going to have to leave their promotion and go to the other promotion. Not just leave. They have to go directly to the other promotion for the most part. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, they, it, it, they would have to be, they would have to make more, uh, like generate a whole lot of money. <laughs> Spence mm-hmm. nor Crawford are real big money generators, to be honest. That they, they could be at the top, but they're not. <laughs> they're not income generators, so it, mm-hmm. and they so their careers are being managed to try to make them income generators. Mm-hmm. But I don't think either one. And my thing is this: <laughs> that worked well. It didn't really work with Floyd and Pacquiao. It was able to generate the money because the guys were both guys were established stars. Unfortunately, they fought five years past <laughs> when they should have fought. To be honest. Uh, really, when Pacquiao was when when as soon as he was welterweight, and and was you know touted and fighting most of them, they probably should have fought then. Um, but that's not going to happen. Spence, as far as Thurman, yes, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely see that in the future. 
I mean, these guys are top Al Heyman guys as far as welterweights uh, go. Um, and they have been, apparently we've seen that this stable has been mixing up. They, you know, and Danny Garcia fought Sean Porter. Sean Porter fought Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman fought Danny Garcia. Uh, so now Al Spence is getting into the mix. He's fought Sean Porter. So he, now it's his time to make the rounds. Yes. I mean, he will fight Keith Thurman. I absolutely see that coming. As long as both of them stay really relevant. A bad loss for either one could hold that back. Mm-hmm. A bad loss for either one could hold that back. A bad loss for either one could have a mega fight as far as cross promotions not happen. That's what I more or less see. I don't see these guys. I don't see Crawford nor Spence being on top that long to generate enough money to make a cross promotion between uh, Bob Arum and Al Heyman. I mean, you have to have be generating mega millions for that for these guys to throw aside the, that their egos or, or, or however it goes. They're what they call business thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, what do you, What do you think, uh, um, Chris? Well, I. I, I, I I, I I wonder if Keith knows that he's getting older. Yeah, he's got a fight. He hasn't had any fights. All these things work against him. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give uh, Spence the edge. If they fight, I'm going to give the, the uh, Spence the edge in that fight. Simply because he's been more active. He's, he's fought every style that you know came across. He beat them all. And I think... Uh, I think Keith has been horsing around too damn long. Mm-hmm. Well, what's he fight mm-hmm. once every year and a half? I mean, he doesn't yeah. play. I, I, that, that doesn't help your career, especially when you're getting older. No. you got to be sure. close to – how old is he now, uh, Frank? He's got to be up there now. Yeah, he's starting he, to get – he's been around a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not you know, really sure. <laughs> But he should. He hasn't 30. fought enough. He, yeah, he's been waiting too long in between fights, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he doesn't train. Uh, he probably stays in some kind of shape, but I think it's working against him when you when you fight so infrequently. And I don't see how how he. I, I I'm going to give Spence the edge in this one. I, mm-hmm. I think that uh, you know he'll outbox him. Mm-hmm. You know. I think what hurts Keith a lot also is is uh, he he has a lot of injuries in between fights. Like lately, it yeah. seems like after every fight he has an injury he has to take care of. So right. I, I, th- I just think that those those add up when you get, especially when you get older, those little injuries get a little a little worse. <laughs> Things just get just get a little worse, you know. You know, every year it just gets a little worse. And I think Keith, is, um, he's a guy who's who's real athletic when he fights. He uses, I mean, some guys they they they're reserved, they're more you know flat-footed. They try to get at you, place their punches. Keith's a guy who who, who uses everything. He's all over the place. He, I mean, he use he has a pretty good punch arsenal. That he'll use, and I mean, he uses his feet all the time. It's not like so. I mean, he's a guy to where any little any little injury is going to affect 
and he, uh, no, his part of his game. He's not going to let he be able to use his abilities like that. That hurts. That hurts. So I think you know those kind of things really really hurt Keith. Those little injuries. I think that has him taking a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it would be interesting to. Uh, I, I'd also say that I think he would. You know, after Spence fights Garcia, it, it, depending how he does, if he does well, then yeah, I would say he could go yeah go right into a uh, Keith Thurman fight. I would suggest Keith Thurman take a fight before he goes ahead and fights Spence. I would, I, would, I suggest he does that. Uh, Kel Brook is looking to fight. Um, they're looking, yeah. Cal Brooks looking to fight Crawford. They're trying to match that up. Um, so I don't know if Spence. You know, I don't know if Keith uh, is going to have that fight available anytime soon. Um, okay. What I don't think is I, I don't think that Keith needs a war before he fights. Uh, uh, has a fight with L. Spence. I also think L. Spence doesn't need to have a war with Danny Garcia before going in against Keith Thurman. I think he need, he right. would need to be in, in, in top form to face Keith Thurman, just because Keith Thurman's an athletic guy who hits hard. <laughs> so that's a guy that I mean, if you're not getting at him, he, he, you're you're letting him have a chance to set you up to get at you. Keith, I right. mean, he he's learned how to use his feet well, but he's a guy who, who I mean, and he's he's learned to be smart enough to work out decisions. But Keith would rather knock you out. Any boxer would rather knock you out than go the extended rounds. So sure. I mean, it, it, it's not. Uh, it, uh, I, I just would like to see you know these guys if they're going to match up, match up relatively both of them in in good health, good you know conditioning, and not not a lot of damage on them from the previous fight. Just to make it you know really interesting, you get to to see both guys top, and you want to see that with all when all fighters fight each other. Unfortunately, that's not the case. All the time. Mm-hmm. All right, and I guess the last one I've got is uh, we got both Charlos fighting tonight. Um, Z, um, let's start with you, and then we'll go to, to Chris and see uh, what your thoughts are on uh, either one of these two fights. Uh, well, Jamal is the the, the one hundred fifty four pound guy. He's fighting, I forget his name, but he's a guy who uh, uh, beat Julian Williams. He uh, beat Julian Williams in his last fight, uh, knocked him out. Uh, he's a big guy. I think he's, is he Colombian maybe? I'm not sure where he's from, but but he, he's big for, he's a, he's a, he's a taller guy. Uh, so Charlo's going to be seeing a, a guy of size, but uh, he's not as fundamental as Charlo, or or really as, as Julian Williams was, uh, but that didn't mean a whole lot. If the guy mm-hmm. starts hitting Charlo, Charlo's in trouble. But mm-hmm. the, uh, he the guy is a, he's hittable. He he's he's he's, he's hittable. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's not one to to think defense first or or second. Mm-hmm. He's lets his hands go. So Charlo mm-hmm. he, he has his opportunities, and Charlo's a sharp mm-hmm. boxer. So I can see uh, the 154-pound Charlo having an easier night. Um, mm-hmm. Jamel, if I'm correct, is, is a 160-pound one that's fighting Dervichenko, Sergei Dervichenko. Um, mm-hmm. 
he's a guy who he, he's good. He, if he can't lay power on Dervichenko mm-hmm. to either to either cause a few knockdowns or really or to get him out of there, well then uh, he, he's 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 going to run into a buzzsaw, a technical mm-hmm. buzzsaw. He's going to run into a hummingbird that, with a buzzsaw. That he's just not going. He's, I mean, Dovichenko is—he—he's—he's he's a technician. Like they—they call—they call Lomachenko a technician. They're right. Dovichenko is a technician like that. He's hard. He's a hard fighting guy too. Um, when he fought Danny Jacobs, they—they—they're trainers. Were they had the same trainer? So, and that situation was all messed up to a certain extent. Um. But every performance I've seen Devachenko win, I've I've been impressed. I like the guy, uh, and I just I mean, as skilled as Jamel is, uh, he Jamel's a physically gifted guy. He's he's a power, you know, hard hitting one two guy. Um, mm-hmm. for the most part, he's smart, and he can set you up also. But mm-hmm. for the most part, he's a one two guy who. Has problems with footwork, mm-hmm. and like with I remember when he fought Matt Corball. Um, Matt Corball put on a display. He lost the fight, not fairly mm-hmm. to me, uh, on the cards. He lost the fight, but Matt Corball was a late replacement. Uh, Matt Corball was older, and so and, and he and he outboxed Charlo cleanly. Matt Corball mm-hmm. is not the boxer that Dovichenko is. So mm-hmm. I, 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 say, I I just really, really don't see uh, – only he has a puncher's chance. He has a puncher's chance, but even that he's going to have problems with. He's going he's gonna to have mm-hmm. to drop Dervichenko. Dervichenko, if his butt doesn't touch the mat, then, then, then he won the fight. He's going to win the fight. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris? Well, the, young, the younger uh, Charlotte – He's improving uh, much faster than I thought he would. And uh, I saw his brother the other night. Man, he, he can hit. He's going to have to move into the 165. He's too damn strong. I don't th- I don't see how he can stay a, a middleweight much longer. But I like the younger mm-hmm. brother. He's, he's, he, he comes to fight. He's he got some pride. Uh, you know, he's, he's got his brother to, that he likes to – Compare himself with, and uh, uh, I think uh, I think he'll do well. I really do. I think he's at that. He's a he's a hungry fighter. Uh, he's not like these other guys. Uh, uh, you know, they wait a year and a half for a good contract. He fights, and uh, I like that rather than uh, you know sit back and uh, do nothing for a year and a half. I kid, I kid's really improving. And I think he, mm-hmm. I think he'd win that fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that uh, that's all I've got for tonight, Bob. Uh, I, I, again, uh, great job. Thank you very much for all the the work you do behind the scenes. Z, you're always the uh, the technician, and we always uh, depend on you to be that technical person. And Chris, it's always great to have you on and and uh, get get your personal. Uh, um, in, input into uh, to the show, so uh, we appreciate uh, everything all you guys do. Uh, so, 
Um, other than that, uh, Z, you want to lead us out? You guys have a great week. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bob. Absolutely. I want to thank Bob. I want to thank Dr. Chris. I want to thank you, Butch. I want to thank all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob and Coach Mel. If anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to men and women of the United States Armed Forces and the men and women of police and fire services, as well as the men and women in health care services, keeping us all very healthy against uh, COVID-19. Uh, you're out there and you see somebody in a uniform, please let them know that, you know that they're at very, very tough times for everybody. These programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Bager, Patrolman Jeffrey Jasowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Kendler, Lieutenant Mike Thurber, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Anafo Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol and Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol and Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Patrol and Robert Germain, Windermere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Cotlop, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, <clears throat> Sergeant Rodney Bond, Delaware State Police, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, FDLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio, Delaware State Troopers Corporal Stephen Boward, Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter, Sergeant uh, Sam Howard, Kissimmee Police Department. Captain Matt Laterno, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Bill Gentry, Islands County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Natalie Corona, LA County Sheriff's Department. Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Officer Bob McKetchen, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the, rain, <clears throat> may the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields. Sunshine lightly on your face until we meet again. May the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night. God bless and have a great week. <laughs> Yeah.